welcome to the seventh episode of the In My Twenties and Tired podcast. Now, if you are watching this on YouTube, you might see that I am actually tired, which is why I just wanted to do a chill kind of podcast episode and sort of talk about two topics that I wanted to make a separate episode on, but I think will go well together. I'm also going to try and not talk too loudly because it is um, 10.30pm and I feel like um, I'm being loud for my neighbors. Yeah, maybe that um, I shouldn't care about that because they are always loud to me, but I don't want to be one of those neighbors. I just want to quickly give a little personal update and then dive into the main topics of this episode, which are perfectionism and stress slash burnout. So, um, a little personal update. So, I am recording this on a Saturday and Monday are what we call May holiday uh, starts off and that is for two weeks uh, for the primary education. It's two weeks Uh, of holiday. Nobody is actually going on holiday, I guess, I think, I hope. Uh, But after the May holiday, I get to teach again. I teach fourth grade. My workdays are Wednesday and Thursday, but the way that everything is being constructed at the moment so we can actually teach safely after the May holiday is that on every workday except for Wednesday we will be teaching half the group for the entire day. So we have our fourth grade group split in half and I teach one half on Thursday and my co-worker teaches them on the other days of the week. Uh, This week I also finally got some schoolwork done ever since we've been having to stay home i didn't feel motivated at all i have um, thought about quitting the study i i wasn't actually gonna do it but the main motivation for me is actually teaching the kids uh, at my internship and now that i have a paid internship i take it even more seriously and now i couldn't teach the kids anymore so that main part of my motivation to become a teacher just was gone and it was just a pile of schoolwork a lot of online um, meetings with the team that didn't always go well so uh, yeah i definitely Um, doubted myself if I should continue to study but I am halfway through my third year so I have less than one and a half year to go and next year I'm gonna do my minor and it's a really fun minor which is like innovation in education Uh, so I'm really excited to start that and I just have to Um, keep the goal in mind that I would love to be a teacher I really want to be a teacher Um, so I am just (laughs) focusing on that but I did look at some hairdressers courses not that hairdressers have a job right now uh, sadly 
but I really like hair. I really like doing hair. You may not be able to tell right now because my hair actually looks just silly and weird and kind of makes me feel older than I am, I feel like. It makes me, what did I say? It makes me look older than I am. I don't, I don't know what I said. Uh, but yeah, this week I finally got some schoolwork done and I was finally able to cross some things of what feels to be <laughs> a never-ending to-do list. <sighs> okay, so that is the personal update. Um, now I want to go into the first topic, which is perfectionism. Uh, so I feel like perfectionism is kind of used as like a good bad trade at an interview. Like if you have an, a job interview and people ask you what your bad traits are or what your like your weakness, people say, "Oh, I'm a perfectionist. I love having th- things done perfectly." But I think that's a little strange because. Um, I feel like it is sort of romanticized, uh, the idea of perfectionism. And it has become like the same as with OCD, where people will just say that they have OCD or, oh, my OCD is coming out right now because they like being organized in a certain way. But I just feel like everybody has their preferences. I mean, this is a whole other topic um, with the OCD thing. But with perfectionism, it's the same thing. There are a lot of people who don't like half-assing stuff, especially things that they enjoy, that they are passionate about. So I feel like the idea for perfectionism, like we usually say it about ourselves. I know it's a bit strange, but I found this article on good therapy that I wanted to share. So they write, perfectionism is often seen as a positive trait that increases your chances of success, but it can lead to self-defeating thoughts or behaviors that make it harder to achieve goals. It may also cause stress, anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues, which I will talk about later in this episode as well. People who strive for perfection out of feelings for inadequacy or failure may find it helpful to speak with a therapist. This can often help people manage excessive self-criticism. And I think this is a really good, um, I wouldn't necessarily say definition, but I think they formulated this really great that perfectionism isn't just wanting the best out of yourself. That isn't what perfectionism is. Perfectionism is um, striving for perfection because you have feelings of not being good enough and inadequacy or um, being afraid of failure. And that is something that I dealt with with for a long time, especially when I just started the study. Um, I especially in the winter because I get this um, seasonal affective disorder, depression. and this this last winter actually was pretty good for me but the two winters before that were horrible and i struggled with a lot of um like anxiety for failure failure anxiety i don't know really how you say it in english but so yeah that is when my perfectionism 
um, really um, made me struggle with my feeling of adequacy because I definitely felt like I couldn't do this study. Like I wasn't cut out to be a teacher. And now I am pretty confident that I am a good teacher or that I'm on my way to become a, a good teacher. Uh, so what does good therapy says? Signs, you might be a perfectionist. This might be fun. Most people engage in perfectionism from time to time or in certain areas of life. People who are nearly full-time perfectionists may feel the need to achieve perfection constantly. <laughs> they might also not be able to perform a task unless they know how they can do it perfectly. I can relate to that little bit. View the end product as the most important part of any under undertaking. As a result, they may focus less on the process of learning or completing a test the best out of their ability. Okay, so I used to be like this a lot. I thought the end product was so important. And that is kind of what I just said about my study, right? That I just, ooh, oh my god, I have to yawn. I just said that about my study, that I am looking at the end product, which is me being a teacher and not really enjoying the process, which I don't think has anything necessarily to do with perfection. Just that I think it is a thing with many studies that people, you know, you follow a study because you want to become or fulfill a certain profession um, and the study isn't always always that fun you know if you're a student or you recently were a student you can probably relate to that um, uh, let's see they might also not see a ta task as finished until the result is perfect according to their standards and our standards are very high <laughs> for that I don't do this as often anymore. I feel like I if I read all of this, I definitely could have been grouped as a perfectionist like the last couple of years or before this year, actually. I feel like I care less now. And it sounds really strange because I still care about my study and getting a diploma. But I felt like in the beginning, maybe I cared too much and that I wanted to do the best and I wanted to be the best. And now I'm like, I don't have to be the best. I don't have to be better better than my classmates. I just want to be good and I want to be the best for myself. I don't have to be better than someone else. I just want to be better better than I was before. And I think that that is something that I learned, which I'm really happy about because I definitely wasn't happy, uh, wasn't always happy wanting to strive for perfection. Ooh, people with or perfectionists might also procrastinate. People with perfectionism may not want to begin a task until they know they can do it perfectly. That's also something that I learned to not do anymore. I um, I just start. I just create, like for school uh, projects, I just start a document. I write down everything that has to go in there. 
and I just start with something that I know I can write. And then usually when I start writing that, then something else comes up in my, in my mind that I can write about and I write about that. And then, you know, you feel, I fill in my uh, assignment like that. Um, okay, so those are a few of the signs you might be a perfectionist. Um, was there something else that I wanted to talk about regarding perfectionism? Um, let's see, because I, I've been doing, or I've been talking for about almost 30, 13 minutes. And I don't know if I want to go through to, um, the burnout. No, I see this part, what causes perfectionism. So I want to talk about that a little bit, and then I will go over into the stress and burnout, um, topic for this podcast episode, yeah. What causes perfectionism? Many factors can contribute to whether perfectionism develops. A few include, so these are not all of them, frequent fear of disapproval from others or feelings of insecurity and inadequacy. Like I said, that was kind of the one was the case for me. Mental health issues like anxiety or obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, that I just talked about. While a correlation between OCD and perfectionism has been found to exist, not all people with perfectionism have OCD and not all people with OCD are perfectionists. I feel like um, OCD is one of those things that... um, also is very romanticized. Um, it's not fun having OCD. I have no experience with OCD, with having it myself. I don't know anyone in my surroundings that has it, but sometimes I saw those TV shows where they show you what certain things are like, um, and it, it can be really hard to deal with. And it's definitely more than wanting to be organized and color coding your freaking blue journal um let's see another something else that can cause perfectionism is having a parent who exhibits perfectionistic behavior or expresses disapproval when their children's efforts efforts do not result in perfection some parents may encourage their child to succeed in every area or push perfection on them to an extent that can be considered abusive Uh, this is just really hard I luckily this is not the case for me at all Um, I'm really glad to not have experience with this Uh, but yeah you you do hear about um, people being perfectionistic or having failure anxiety uh, because of their bringing up and the last one an insecure early attachment. People who had a troubled attachment with parents when they were young may experience difficulty self-soothing as adults. They may have trouble accepting a good outcome as good if it's not perfect. Again, another thing that I can't really relate to. I just keep yawning. It's way too late for me, I guess. But I just really wanted to record an episode tonight. 
otherwise I wouldn't have an episode going up today and I don't know I've I've been having a lot of fun with my podcast it's basically just me sitting down and talking about a few topics I don't even have that many um, listeners yet but I don't know I just I just enjoy it and I know I look really shitty like I just yawned my eyes are red my hair is at the end of it like today and I'm not wearing any makeup but you know what I overcame perfectionism I don't have to look perfect for the camera all the time that is also something that I struggled with when I did um what 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 (laughs) when I did YouTube I wanted to always look super pretty before I started filming and if I didn't feel super pretty I wouldn't film but now that is not the case (laughs) um yeah so perfectionism is one of those things that you hear millennials say or talk about a lot Uh, but another thing that I feel like happens a lot with millennials is stress and burnout and I actually experienced the start of a burnout and I don't really know like the correct English term Uh, it wasn't exactly a burnout but it was still pretty bad so I'm gonna talk about this right now and I'm gonna try to keep focused or to stay focused so this was in the spring of 2016 I was on my final year in my journalism study and uh, I had this internship my final internship and I had been working hard on this internship for months and I had so many tasks Uh, I had to keep up with social media channels I was creating TV program scripts was brainstorming for new TV program ideas I was scheduling interviews, I was finding people to be interviewed, Uh, I was actually taking some of the interviews myself and sometimes I also had to edit them in Final Cut Pro for the TV programs. So this was an internship that I would be at for eight and a half hours a day and I wouldn't, or no, what was it? It was, no, it was nine hours. Yeah, I just had a half hour break, that was it. But I had to start at 9 a.m. and I was done at 6 p.m. Which are really long days, I can tell you that. And I didn't get paid for it. I It was basically like a full-time job that I didn't get paid for. Because even though I was an intern, I did a lot of the work um, all by myself. And if I look at an internship, for instance, to become a teacher, you get so much coaching... You get so much help and you are not doing this alone. But on that internship, my journalism internship, I was definitely like an employee. Employee? Yeah. Employee. Yeah. So that was really hard because I was doing this full-time internship and I didn't get paid. But I had to get money somehow. So I got um, a side job at what is it called like a nursing home I guess and I worked in the kitchen there and it started just being too much I sometimes worked 20 hours on top of the what was it 20 
or 42 and a half hours a day or a week. There was just a lot of work and it just, um, it just got to be too much. I actually quit my job already in February, I think. And my boss was really helpful, really nice about it. And um, he said, okay, I'm going to take you off these, these and these shifts. If only you can take these last few shifts, then um, it's just fine. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So I did that. And then I didn't have a job anymore, but I still lived with my parents. So it wasn't that big a deal. But still, it's nice to have a little bit of money. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I had some saved up. So I could still go on at my internship for a little bit, but it was just going to be so much. I had so many tasks because I couldn't say no. And because I wanted to deliver perfect work. So those two things made that eventually I was getting like emotionally exhausted. And I was so anxious and I was feeling so depressed. And I am so happy that I actually wasn't in therapy back then. Because my therapist really saved me. Uh, I remember like staring at the screen and trying to read something and I just couldn't read it I everything was kind of getting kind of blurry and kind of blurry dark spots on the screen I was like okay I think I've been looking at the screen too much but it was literally like my brain was just fogging like I have had an information overload and my brain just couldn't handle it anymore my brain was like okay you are trying to have me do way too much and I'm not having it anymore and basically F you. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I talked about that with my therapist. She helped me take the steps to kind of step away from my internship a little bit. And it took like three, maybe even four people to take over my tasks while I was still working there. I think uh, what we did was instead of me working five days a week, nine hours a day, I could work, what was it, seven hours a day for four days in the week. So that was a huge improvement. I see that my camera is about to stop recording, so I'm going to take a little break and then I'll finish this um, story time and... I hope to give you some insights in what you can do if you experience the same thing. So they took over my tasks. I was still working there and I I didn't feel better. It didn't help. I was still doing too much because my range was just not having it and I couldn't focus on anything anymore. And because I had made so many hours before I was able to uh, quit my internship early and I actually went to um, went on a little trip all by myself because I was just like I gotta get out of here and I did and I went to London then Brighton I really really love Brighton and actually got my first tattoo there 
Um, so when I see this tattoo, I am reminded not only of my little trip that I took, it was the first trip that I took all by myself. I was really proud of that. And it also reminds me of just overcoming this, that I pushed through and that I finally had time to myself and it was really nice. <laughs> yeah, so that is... Um, my experience with i guess burnout um yeah i don't know i feel like i talked about it a little bit too lightly and like it was pretty easy but it was really hard i lost a few friends because of it i lost my best friend at the time because i couldn't focus on more things in my life and i needed to do my final internship because i wanted to get my diploma I had just gotten a boyfriend that I was dating for five months at that time. And we're still together. So that is um, like, I'm, I'm not sorry about picking my boyfriend, but I couldn't hang out with my best friend anymore that much. Anyway, we used to hang out like a few days a week, but I just wanted to hang out one day a week because I just needed time for myself. But um, yeah, she thought I was picking my boyfriend over her, which I wasn't. But she felt like I was going to do that. So she wanted to let me go before I was, uh, before I had the opportunity to do that to her, I guess. So that was really, I don't know. I, I still hate it. <laughs> I still would have loved to, be, to have been friends with her. Um, but it's just, um, I don't know, it wasn't meant to be, I guess. So... I found this article on Thrive Global and it is called Why Millennials are the most stressed generation. Okay, um, I just want to read this. I think it's kind of fun. Millennials receive flack for just about everything. But one reasonably accurate point is their pro propensity, propensity, I don't know, for stress, an overload of cortisol has been dragging this generation down in recent years. You likely know the cause of your distress, but what about the rest of your peers? What's keeping them up at night? The reasons are more complicated than you think. So then they list a bunch of reasons why millennials are the most stressed generation. And I think this can be kind of interesting. So the first thing, of course, that they... Uh, write about is social media and technology. Social media isn't the bane of existence like many claim it is, but it does have a tangible effect on one's self-image and thoughts. Seeing your peers celebrate and live glamorous lives can easily trap you in a case of FOMO. Yeah, I think that social media can have a negative influence, but it really depends on the person. I do think that most millennials aren't, haven't grown up with or didn't grow up with social media. When I was young, we had this, it was comparable to, I guess, MySpace or if there was even an earlier thing before MySpace, that is what we had here in the Netherlands, which was called Hives, which sounds weird, but it was called Hives. And everybody had a profile on there. And this started when I was in the sixth grade. Yeah. And then we went on to Facebook. And now there are so many more social media platforms. 
Uh, but most millennials didn't grow up in like primary education with social media. And social media didn't really have a big influence in my life until like the second half of my high school career. career. So, but I do understand that we are now in an age, I am 26 and I see so many other 26 year olds who are married, have a diploma, have a career, they have kids and they bought a house and it just seems like they are so much more successful than me. I am a 26 year old who is still in college. I am living off my school loan and a a paid internship. I do live with my boyfriend. We live together and we are very happy living together. Um, But we have a small, fairly small apartment with shitty neighbors. Um, So it sometimes feels like um, I'm doing something wrong. Like I should have chosen a different path. So I could be as successful as most 26-year-olds are. But then again, does it make them more successful than me? Just because they are married and have children and whatnot? It just makes you feel like that. And maybe that is because of social media. Maybe not. I'm not sure. So the next thing that they write about... Our workplace woos. Many older workers are forthcoming about their dislike of working with younger people. I can relate to that. Ooh. A lot of them will tell you millennials want too much, complain about everything and have no job loyalty. As always, the issues are more intricate than that. Before I read on, this is something that annoys me a lot. Um saying that we complain about everything. Well, I am sorry, baby boomers, but have you heard yourself talk sometimes? I work with a couple of boomers and not all of them are bad. You know, um, one of my close co-workers is always also around that age and I get on with her pretty well. But then there are other co-workers who think, who show them how much they think they are better than me. And they won't take anything from me. Like not a word, not an advice, nothing. They are just being real shitty to me. They are being rude and mean to me in front of the kids that I teach. Um, Yeah, so regarding wanting too much and having no job loyalty. In this case, I would say if you uh, think... Wanting just nice co-workers and a nice atmosphere, nice atmosphere at my job is too much, then sure. And having no job loyalty, well, if I have to work with a bunch of Karens that uh, are making me feel miserable, then no, I have no job loyalty and I will look for another place. You know, I think that... Um, okay, so no job loyalty. I think that comes from just wanting the best for yourself. I am not going to get stuck in a job that I dislike with coworkers that I dislike and that dislike me. You know, I think I deserve better than that. And that is why 
I have had a lot of jobs. So I guess I fall under the having no job loyalty. But I think sometimes I deserve better and I will pursue that. So uh, next on she writes that millennials are generally well educated with high self-esteem. Meaning they know what they deserve and how to get it. So that's basically what I just said. Few people want to settle for less at their job. So if a millennial feels underappreciated or wants a promotion, they are going to express that. And I think that is actually a great thing. They recognize the workaholic style style of the yesteryear isn't conducive to anyone's health and they want to overhaul it for the better or leave if their job refuses to accommodate. I think that's just uh, a great thing, actually. Um, So next, uh, in the reasons of why millennials are the most stressed generation is unrealistic expectations. I think this has to do with social media as well because I always expected myself to be married with kids by the time that I am 26 and it sounds so strange because I am definitely not in a place where I could have kids right now. I really want kids in the future but I am just not at a place right now to have them. So Whether these expectations come from themselves or overbearing parents, millennials experience a lot of pressure to succeed. Success looks different for everyone, but is not out of our, but it's not out of bounds to say many view it as home owning, owning, being financially stable and establishing a family. <laughs> This is everything that I already talked about, so I like that we have kind of the same view here. So yeah, unrealistic expectations, whether you set them for yourself based upon social media or based upon what other people um, uh, expect for you. I think that does give you a lot of stress. And then, of course... Mental health. Countless people across the world struggle with mental health issues every day. These can manifest as a cause or a result of a stressor, but in any case, they're detrimental to one's health. It's unsurprising then that millennials deal with substantial mental health issues. Depression and anxiety plague millions each day, and beyond these two are many more difficult disorders. So, um, I cur- I personally struggle with anxiety and depression, but my anxiety hasn't been as bad lately. Um, well, before, you know, lockdown and the whole crisis, but I have been dealing with depression ever since I was, I think, 16. So basically, I've been dealing with these mental health issues for 10 years and it has definitely given me some stress. Now that my mental health is kind of um, getting a little bit worse, I um, have been feeling more stressed. And I do actually have this like weird physical thing where if I get stressed, there are some nerves in my shoulders that kind of block. And then that goes all the way from my shoulder into my arm, into my thumb. Which makes it so I can't write. Which is really weird. I can't um, really hold a pen the correct way. So I can maybe hold it like a certain way. But I can't write with it that way. Because I can't put any pressure on my thumb. 
especially when I'm stressed. And now that I have stress, my shoulder has been hurting more and I can't go to physical therapy. So it's been hurting even more. Um, yeah, I relate to this. And then she ends this article on managing stress isn't impossible. Stress is a normal part of life, but it helps to work through it if you notice you're more upset than usual. Prolonged distress takes a toll on your body and mind and even changes the structure of your brain. Reach out to friends, relatives or professionals if you need it. Take each day as it comes and make the best of your experiences. I think that's a really nice way to end like an article that is all about stress. You know, uh, and it a little bit more on a positive note. So I also want to end this podcast on a positive note and I want to talk about the things that you can do if you experience something like a burnout. These are things that have helped me personally and I also found over the internet um, as tips. So the first tip is to move regularly but don't overdo it. So don't go hard with the, with the, I don't know, the HIIT workouts and whatnot. Just move just do like a simple maybe yoga class, a little warm up, um, a little jog, or um, maybe even just a walk. That really helped me. Uh, second tip is to find some way you can take little mind breaks, whether it is meditation, yoga, reading a book, taking a walk, Whatever it is that you need to do to relieve some of this, that stress and anxiety during a burnout. The third thing is something that I wish I would do more often, but it is to switch off. I just love turning off my phone. Uh, and I, I, when I was in that burnout phase, I don't really know how to call it, but I loved turning off my phone. Uh, so I couldn't read any of the stress-giving emails and texts that I would get about my internship. Uh, because when I'm at home, I'm not working. And you can't expect me to to work anyway. I don't owe them. I didn't owe them anything. So turning off my phone also helped with the information overload. Uh, because I would look on Pinterest for like a certain topic and literally scroll until my head hurt. Um, another tip I have is to make sleep a priority. Set a bedtime. I really enjoyed going to bed at like 9.30 p.m. And I still do. I still love that. Uh, don't look at your phone right before you go to sleep because it will only take longer for your mind to rest. The last tip that I have is to check out the possibility for therapy. Uh, it has really helped me. I am not a burnout expert uh, but a professional like a therapist can help you if you think you can't handle it by yourself and you don't have to handle everything by yourself there are people who have studied and who have made it their profession and passion to help you with this kind of stuff so that is how i wanted to end the episode i really hope you enjoyed it it was kind of a chatty well i mean every podcast is chatty right but i mean uh, this wasn't as planned out as like my astrology um, episodes that are really meant to inform. This was also meant to inform, but also to kind of talk about my own experiences. 
So if you want to give your perspective on perfectionism, burnout, stress, anything like that, uh, I would love for you to send me an email or to comment uh, on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put my email address in the show notes as well as the articles that I used uh, or that I referenced and that I uh, read out loud (laughs) on this podcast episode. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to listen to more episodes about the struggles of going through your 20s, you know, the struggles of being a millennial, then please listen to my other episodes. I have a few episodes on about astrology. I have two astrology episodes. I have an episode about quarter life crisis, about having tattoos, piercings and colored hair as a teacher. Um, I talked about cruelty-free beauty. So there's a ton of episodes to listen to. You can listen on the platform that you're listening on right now, on YouTube, on Spotify, on Anchor FM. So yeah, Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I hope you'll tune in next time. Bye.